This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it as we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good afternoon. We're live in Liberty Village at the Zoomerplex. It's downtown Toronto. Our phone lines are open. Our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. You have access to an expert in all things stuff. Maybe it's gold and silver coins. Maybe it's an antique toy collection or stamp collection or sports memorabilia. Maybe an old record collection. Who knows? But if it's old or interesting and you'd like to know if it has any special value, you can call this show right now and get a free assessment from a man who has found fame and fortune dealing in people's stuff. His name is Paul Kenny. He's one of the stars of Storage Wars Canada, and he joins us in Studio Live. How are you? I'm doing good. Here, let me May- get you closer to the microphone there. Mainly fame, not so much fortune. Oh, yeah. Oh, Actually, sure. This, no, this week was a fortunate week. Oh, really? Oh, Something yeah, interesting no. happened? Oh, yeah. No, no. Uh, this week, I, we're on podcast, right? Oh, oh yeah. got this. Careful now. Careful. This thing here. For those who are only listening on radio, you can log on and see us, by the way. Hello, yeah. everyone this watching. This is a piece of silver plate weighing 5.2 kilos. Yeah, what is this? A tray? A serving tray? What is that? What do you call that? What's its actual? Uh, it's a ca- casserole dish. A casserole dish that's silver plated or no, silver? No, it's not. They said it? it was silver plated. It happened to be sterling. Oh, this wow. This is sterling from 1820. I think it's worth considerably more than $75. That's what it was at one of those auction sites at, okay? Wow. $75. This is probably worth between six dollars and $10,000. Is that for real? No, for real. Now, wow. if I went, now I want to make sure. Are I you going to melt it down or are you going to no, use it? No, this is 1820. This is from New Hampshire. This is, this is a beautiful piece, okay? But my point here is if I go into someone's house, I'm not going to offer them $75. Right. But if some professional who's getting paid $200 an hour, Okay, tells me that this is what he thinks it is, and it's worth $75, and I know it's more. I'm going to take advantage of that. Right. Okay? I also bought another tray this week. Is that microwavable friendly? No, no, no. So no. I wouldn't want it. Okay. No, All right. No. I was going to pay you eight grand for it, but just can't put it in the microwave. It's out. This is a piece of American history. But the idea is that a person who's supposed to know what's going on, this is almost, this is too heavy to be sterling. Oh, no, no, not quite. That's why they have it's marks. It's the opposite, isn't it? Wouldn't yes. it be heavier if it's sterling? Yeah. And we had another tray this week I bought for like $17 worth approximately 1500 Nice. Okay, so fortunately I had a good week. But these are not, I did not do these in people's houses. If I go into someone's house and I see that tray, yeah. I'm going to pay them or tell them what it's worth and tell them then what I'll pay for it, okay? Right. But you're always cautious to make this distinction. When you're working for somebody, you're dead honest. Yeah. If you're working against somebody or blindly in an auction, then it's no holds barred. You're going to yeah. get... The full Kenny is what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still honest. 
But no, I'm no, no. But you're, well, I'm you're honestly yeah. For the if best somebody deal. has something worth ten thousand dollars at seventy-five, you're not going to say, "Hey, you know, would you like another few grand?" You're just going to pay whatever they say. Yeah, that won't happen from me. Okay? Fair enough. Fair enough. But also this week on Thursday, I'm listening to your show. Okay. Oh, no, already? No, no, no. Already? Okay. No, already? No. Okay. But I, you haven't got a podcast, so I missed it on Friday. So what happened? Who's going on? Who's going on to the new? Uh, right, new we're doing a Face the Music Championship. It's going to take yeah. two weeks. So next Friday, we're going to determine it. It's all sort of off the cuff, but yeah, I should point out that the open is right now. You can still qualify on I, as of Friday. It's the Invitational. Oh, Don't even bother yet. calling us. Yeah, you can still qualify on Thursday. That's why you need a podcast. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I actually, think I might have a podcast. Did we ever get to the bottom of that? I didn't really. We got to find that. out because I actually listen to your show and I keep score. Yeah, I know. You tell me all the time things you like and you don't like about the show. And now you're telling everybody what you feel no, about the I show. No, but I like the show. No, no, I like the show. Uh-huh. And I actually keep score. Now, if if you give one of your hints, I give myself half a point. Oh, or, okay. But sometimes if the guy on the phone, the other guy answers too fast and I say, I know that, I also give that as a gimme to me too. Okay. So sometimes I have perfect shows. Fair enough. Sometimes. That's pretty impressive. You're scoring golf at home is what you're doing. I'm you're scoring you're golf playing against yourself. Well, it keeps me, it makes me, if I'm having a good day, I listen to Ben and say, okay, I did good at the show. I'm going to have a good day. I should go play poker tonight. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> not, that's a good way to look at it. I was going to say, but next Friday, it'll be all just the brightest players against the brightest players. So you'll probably see the, the caliber of the question will be more difficult for sure. Yeah. yeah. No No. simple maths? Yeah, the, all that stuff will be there. It'll just be amped up a little bit because we need to discern, you know, who okay. is brighter than the other in head-to-head format, right? Okay, I'll be yeah. listening. All I'm right. going to be listening. Well, just call in then if you're going to No, be... no, I want to get the podcast. Sometimes... I know, but I've always liked the idea of having somebody just on the line commenting. You know, like even now, oh. if somebody were just to call in and just be like, I'm just going to hang on the line and just blurt out whatever in my head, like, you know. Okay. The way you would in a live stream online, just comments. There should be a, there should be a comment line and a caller line. That's what I'm saying. Unfortunately, I work for a living, not like you. This is why I want the podcast. Oh yeah, you're really because... working hard, taking scoring yourself on the show. You must be really busy. I am. When I get it, I'm I am scoring myself. I get a little pad there and say yes. But sometimes I have to miss it because I got a house call or something like that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I'm just mentioning this because I want you to talk to Moses. Make sure you have a podcast so people can. Dial in. I know we have a podcast. Yeah, I don't want to say we don't because we might. I've never actually dug into it. I don't know. So sorry if I'm wrong. But okay. Yeah. I, the answer is I don't know. We will we, find you out. You have to get to work here. There's people I'm, waiting okay, to talk I'm to gonna you. I'm going to find out. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, we get it. You're upset with the format of Face the Music. We'll get it straight in that No, for you. no. It's an excellent show. Okay, okay. I just yeah, yeah, don't yeah. like the podcast, not the non-podcast. Gotcha. I see what you're saying. Okay. Well, in, in the meantime, this is Consignment Heroes. Yes, this Consignment is a show okay. about antiques and other collectibles that might have special value. If you have something, maybe lying around in your basement. We always talk about people who have lottery tickets in their basement. They might not even know it. They don't know what's in to be collectible yeah. right now. You can find out by listening to shows like this and get a real-time market valuation. Again, our phone number is 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, it's 100% toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. That's 1-866-740-4740. Marty and Ajax will be our first caller. Marty, how are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. How are you guys? Not bad. What do you have? Uh, I have uh, a cast metal coronation coach from when uh, the uh, the queen was crowned back in the early 50s, I believe. 53. Now, are you sure it's from the queen and not earlier? Because they came up with those coronation coaches every time there's a coronation. And the well, what is coach? Uh, what is I'm this? looking in the coach, and it appears to be the queen. Okay. How ta- how long is it? I'm guessing about 15 inches. It's oh, you got the, the full size one. Now, do you have the other, all the side men, like the, the coach's guard and all the other little metal men to go with it? It was put out by it, Britons. It, it, it's It's... It's in one piece. It's the coach with 
eight horses and four of the horses have horsemen on it. it yeah, the horses yeah, look on one like side. they're all hand-painted. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is a prime made by Britons. The whole set will sell for about $1,000 if you have the whole set with all the side guy, all the other little men. The coach okay. by itself is probably going to be oh, $100. It comes in many sizes. Now, there's one that's, you say, 15 inches long? Yeah, approximately. All yeah. the legs are there and everything's in good shape? Yeah, it's barely been out of the box. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you have the box with it? Yeah. And is it and, does, and, does it and, say and, Britain's and on the made, box? Excuse me? Does it say Britain's on the box or is it another manufacturer? No, it says Lesney, L-E-S-N-E-Y. Oh, okay. Lesney yeah. products made in England. And as a coronation coach, that'd be, okay. Now this I have to look, because I usually go, the Britons is the one we normally see. So I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to check So this them. is a toy. For those, yeah. I, I was struggling to find out, and Sebastian just explained Sorry. it to me off air. He goes, this is a die-cast toy, essentially. Yeah, is that what it is? Commemorative. It's a horse and carriage commemorating the right. Queen or something. The like coronation that. Right. of the Queen was always been a big thing in the United States, in, in Great Britain and mm-hmm. in Canada. Yeah, huh? And a lot of people collected. And because they didn't have rights, they would just keep on making product and product and product. Like you have the plates. Gotcha. You know, like when um, King Edward VIII abdicated, they had all the stuff done in advance. He was king for a day, literally. Yeah. And then they stopped. So that people start collecting the King Edward VIII stuff. The 24 hours of his reign. The 24, well, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah I get and that's, it. Now, Queen Elizabeth has just surpassed Queen Victoria as the longest reigning monarch in the UK. And there's a lot of big deal on this. She's lived that long, okay? So this is going to be, there's going to be a lot more people starting to recollect royalty. And, the, there and is? so, the, yes, there okay. is. All right. I know. <laughs> well, she's lived longer, you know, or she's yes. ruled longer. Yeah. It's not like. But now she's, even though. But it's not like she can be fired. You know, no. you understand what I'm saying? So living long isn't really the greatest accomplishment. You know what I'm saying? It's weird. Okay. Okay. It's but, not like she's there because she's doing a great job. She, it's also a bloodline thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I get it. Yeah. Pe- a lot of people will collect that. You know, and yes, they, they collect course, royalty. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. But I'm, no, but I'm saying the length, does that have to do with popularity? Because, yes. Oh, okay, because the next one could live to be 200. It doesn't mean they're more popular than the last one. It just means they live longer, right? Well, both you, you and I are me? not. You and I won't be around if she lives it that long. <laughs> so that's Speak for yourself. Happen. I got big plans. Big plans. <laughs> okay. So, so what is the value? It's probably going to be, the Lesney's probably going to be around, I don't know, $100. Lesney's not as much as, as good as the dinky ones. You know. Okay. Now, All if right. you have, but having the box, I'd have to actually check on this because I don't can't find with the box. The box is probably worth half the value of the toy. In a yeah, lot of well, cases, the, this happens. The, the the box looks the box certainly looks old. Okay, and it's probably from 1953. Okay. All right. Oh, oh, by the way, fellas, uh, last week uh, you were talking about the Graf Spee, uh, yep. the German pocket battleship, and yep. someone had a bell. We yep. have a follow-up to this, yes. Yep. Now, now, I don't know how many bells are on a German pocket battleship, um, but here in the town of Ajax, they had the bell on display up at the town hall in a, in a display case. Really? Along with along with uh, bits of fragments of shell casings and from the Battle of the River Plate or whatever, because Ajax was one of the ships that, that fought. Yep. And so uh, it was on display for years, all through my childhood. and, and uh, But I want to buy it. That's they, the difference. They, they, they tore down that town hall and rebuilt a newer, bigger, better one. So yeah. maybe the bell went missing 
when they uh, redid the town hall. We have an exciting follow-up to this whole investigation, actually. We'll get to it when we come back from a quick break. But the short answer is about 150, depending on the condition of the box. But thank you for calling. Okay. And thank thank you for that update. Yep. Uh, you're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live in downtown Toronto at the beautiful Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. Uh, this show is all about your stuff. Do you have anything interesting lying around you're curious about the value? Or maybe you have something troublesome you don't know how to get rid of. Maybe it's a big house full of stuff. Maybe it's a collection of old farm equipment. Who knows? But whether it's comic books, collectibles, gold and silver coins, rarer the better, whatever the case is, you can call in right now for a free assessment and understand a little bit more about how to price your item, how to sell it, or consign it. Our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. We'll be right back. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. And uh, our phone lines are open, 416-360-0740. Do you have an interesting item you want to know its value? That's what this show's all about. Our next caller, by the way, is going to be Lynn in St. Catharines. But hold on one second, because last week we, somebody called in and said, I have a rare bell from a sunken or scuttled Nazi-era destroyer. And I want you to have a look at it. And you got excited because you said, well, this would yeah. be a pretty significant find if it's legit. What's the story from here? It is about, but it's dated 1939. So it's done after. The ship was scuttled in 1939. So, no, they wouldn't have something commemorating. It would have been built a few years earlier, right? It was yeah. built in 1932. And uh, commissioned, I think, in 34. And it was scuttled in 39. So the date, that it's, ma- it's something made after the fact. And it, I'd rather have something made during that time. It might be still. I might buy it just to have as a nice memento. Uh, memento, sure. but, but in kids. terms of real and fake, it would be fake. It's, it's not fake. from the actual ship. Not to say fake. It's commemorative. It's a it's real bell. Yeah. But yeah, it's in the same way. It's uh, like a collector's item. Well, that's deflating. A lot of people were excited about that. That's the I update. was excited. Dude, I you're bumming me out. That's a bummer. So it wasn't real. Okay. But on the other hand, I did follow some other stuff up, and a gentleman's got a card that's probably going to be worth fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars. A card? One card. What is a card? He's got more, but he's got more. It's the fifty-two mantle that we were talking about, but he's got the rest oh, of the set. Oh, right, yeah. So I'm actually I couldn't get down last week. I'm looking forward to getting down this week. Come, I'm going to be down in the St. Catharines, Grimsby, uh, Niagara, and uh, Erie, Fort Erie area. So. This is the guy who had a card, but it was sort of uh, it was sort of given the stamp of approval by one that you you said you needed to get looked at by another group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we just have to. Read but you it. gave him a number, and he said he's glad he was seated when he heard it. Right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's got the rest of the set now. As a follow up, he had two. He sold one. Oh, he you had did not two. tell us that. Okay. No. So when said, did he sell the last one, and for how much? Uh, a couple of years ago, it wasn't as nice a condition. He said. Okay. But it was like uh, he said he sold for like twenty three thousand or something like that. But it was wow. only. In poor condition, you know. So I didn't get to see it. 
But so now he's not going to be so desperate for money. <laughs> this is my problem. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Well, no, consign I still, it. I'm still going to be fair. I want to be fair on it. But do you want to buy it or consign it with him? I'd love to buy this. Oh, my goodness. You know, you can't be a lover of items and a seller. It's not going to work. It's going to end up with everything. We all have a little bit of collector in us. And I'm glad, like, that people, a lot of our listeners have got a little bit of collecting in it, in them. And just, it comes to the time where they will have to get rid of, not get rid of it, that's the wrong way. They have to redisperse it to other collectors who want it. A lot of people listening going, I like all this. I'd like to take advantage of some of these nerds who pay overpay for a card from a, a hockey game 30, 40 years ago. What would you tell them to be buying right now as an investment? Not that you give investment advice. We can't do that, obviously. But what is there? Is there a growing market? Should I be looking at? I don't look like an investment advisor to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 kind <laughs> of, yeah. An alternative investment advisor. Well, but is happened? there something where you go, you know, Gold in 20 years? Gold and silver, okay. And in, in one way, person this week sold her house, and they bought 8,000 ounces of gold. Yeah. We saved them probably $4,000 on the sale. Okay. Okay, because a lot of people think they have to go to a bank. And because the silver they're going to get from us is exactly the same as they're going to get from a bank, except it's going to be cheaper. It's going to be the exact same amount of silver. It's just going to be less money for them out of their pocket. I just sunk ten grand into Pokemon trading cards. Is what? that a bad investment? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Our next caller is Lynn in St. Catharines. Lynn, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How can what I do you have? I have a 50-ounce bar of silver. <laughs> Speak of the devil. Look at that. Yeah. Um, J&M, what's a mark on? J&M? J&M is the stamp on it, and it's got 999 plus. So that's not sterling. That'll be pure silver. Consider okay, help us out. J and M. What do you got? What are- Johnson and Matthew? Okay, was one of the biggest refiners in the world. Engelhart, Johnson, Matthew. There are about thirty companies in the world that are. But they went under, didn't they? No, they were sold. Oh, that's it. Okay, they were sold. But J and M was in Canada. They had a uh, factory up in Brampton. Yeah, right off the four ten. Engelhart had one up in Aurora, in Canada. We used to refine it because we had we were this is a mining culture here. And um, the J&M is, is recognized around the world. You could bring that same bar to Turkey, to Japan, to China. They'll all take it. They won't remelt it down. There's some other weirdo brands like uh, Sunshine and people like that that are not recognized around the world. It's, it's probably be newer, be s- yeah. Newer. Sunshine Silver. I know. Yeah, I've, th- I've heard of that. Yeah. Well, when Sunshine I t- Mint is what it's called. Sunshine yeah. Mint. But when I have to take that in, I'll have to melt it to get its real value out of it. But on the J&M bar... Um, your bar right now is worth around twenty-two thirty per ounce, okay. so that is eleven fifteen Canadian. Did I do that right? I probably. I did. don't know. Sorry, give me that again. It's fifty ounces times what per ounce? Twenty-two thirty point thirty. Oh yeah, so one thousand one hundred and fifteen dollars. Now, if you were to buy it in our store, there's what we call there's a premium on it, and it would cost you another dollar fifty. Okay, that's our profit on something like per that. Per ounce. Per ounce. So it costs you another $75. And that goes back to that story I was just saying about someone buying 4,000 ounces. Mm-hmm. The silver is exactly the same price. What they're saving with us is they save on the premium. There's some other radio shows and stuff, and they tell you, come down and we'll store the stuff for you. I recommend if you buy gold and silver, take possession of it. There's an old expression, if you don't hold it, you don't own it. Yeah, you hear it in movies. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. No. I still don't know what that means. But. Well, in, in the case of J.M. Uh, JM Silver, it's 99.99% of the law. Okay, okay, so, Lim, what's your plan for this? Are you going to keep the bar and attack a burglar if they ever break in? What's your plan for this thing? It's a big no, bar. actually, I'm one of those people that's ready to start weeding out. We've oh. got a ton of stuff, and that's 
just the start. You can give me a call at 905-737-4653 or my other number, which I tell, and people took advantage of this week, the uh, 647-298-8989. What are you doing? What? Nobody does this. Wait a minute. Somebody was at one of those roadshow things this week? Yeah. Okay, and they said, these people are offering me $400 for this gold. I said, come and see me. Yes. Okay, I don't care. What, I don't know what exactly it is. We yes. end up paying $606 for what they were going to get $400. I, I, but I'm trying to be a good friend to you, saying don't give out your personal cell phone number. But I just a second. Lynn, I, is this guy crazy or what? You know what I'm talking about? I'm a nice person. when he comes to see the mantle card, he can see the bar. Oh, are you down there? Yes. Yeah, she's okay. in St. Catharines, yeah. Give your name to Sebastian. Sebastian will hang on and get it, and I will come and see your the bar. And if there's anything else, I can give you an idea. Because um, you might have other items that are worth a lot of money. Terrific. If you want to give out your cell phone number. I mean, who am I to stop you? Do it. But I just say, okay. like, I worry that someone's going to prank call you at 3 in the morning. I get like that me. anyway. Yeah, yes. I'll pray. <laughs> I got an ounce of gold, man. What's it worth? No, but you say use this in case of emergency. If you're worried that you're ne- yeah. negotiating a great deal, then what yeah. is the number? Uh, sorry, I shouldn't have interrupted you. I mean, who am I? Oh, right? okay. You're the co-host. I'm just trying to say, like, I don't know anyone who gives their, like, a cell phone that's on them all the time out on the radio. But that's nice of you, yeah. Six four seven two nine eight eight nine eight nine. I will try and give you a small appraisal right in the spot if I have an idea. If you can call me just like you call me now and say, yeah. I've got this. I, that bar said this is what it's worth. If someone's trying to sell you, I mean, was going to pay you $900, I'd say don't sell it to them. Right. It's like we're paying right now, I think, eleven fifty five for silver dollars. Okay. Well, these road shows are trying to pay you five and six and seven dollars. Right. You know. So, would you rather have, if you have a hundred of them, seven times a hundred, or eleven fifty-five times a hundred? Right. Most people should go for the higher number. Yeah. And but then no, but that's what I'm trying to say. That some people say it seems like a lot of money. And they try and say, oh, no one will pay you higher. Yes, we will pay you higher. And if we don't, sell to the other guy. But always get a second of opinion. Right. This is part of our whole thing. It's like we're out to protect people a little bit. Not like I bought that piece. I bought that person. A person who actually makes $200 an hour appraising stuff. Right. And didn't know what that was. You're pointing was. at the cast, the silver oh, sorry, casserole yeah. thing. Yeah, for those Sometimes, who don't know what you're pointing at. He's pointing at an $8,000 item that he just bought for 75 bucks. Sometimes I forget I'm on radio, eh? <laughs> yeah, I see you, but they don't see you. Yes. So the idea, if I'm in someone's house, I'm going to tell them what it's worth. Okay? But if I can't do it, if... Uh, if they don't invite me in. And like I say, you say, well, people have lotteries in their basements. The best stuff is always in the basement. I was in a basement this week. I can't, I can't tell anyone about it yet, but it is a great basement. Well, how did you end up in the basement? At least give us that much detail. Was somebody selling a house? What is oh, the Oh, yeah, they're selling. No, we, we were there. We were going to try and help them sell the house. But the stuff they have in the basement is amazing. The upstairs stuff was boring. Okay, titillate me. What's down there? An old Corvette? What is it? Uh, there's a couple of things I probably can't sell. <laughs> oh, that interesting. That's why I can't say anything. Sorry. But okay. I, can, I can point them in the right direction of how to sell it. Very cool. So I, uh, it was stuff that I said, every room was an amazing room. Wow. And it's, it was from a hoarder, like not a hoarder, but a, a collector. Yeah. Someone who collected and collected and collected. And they've, they, they, there's a value for this. And they've been collecting for 50 years. And this is what the type of house I want to go in. I want to, when they want to dispose of it, there comes to a time we say, I can't do this anymore. And they are the type of people I want to help. All right. Get back to work. You. Okay, we're back to work. Sorry. Mary in Thornhill is our next caller. Mary, how are you? Good. Uh, I just wonder, we have an old copy of the Toronto Telegram last edition, 25 cents it cost, in uh, October 30th, 71. Does anyone collect that stuff? You did. 
Well, somebody. I know, might. but you want another person to collect it. Well, no, no I, I don't know. I have no clue. Is there any reason to keep it or anything? And I have other newspapers when 9-11 happened and, you know, Obama was inaugurated in 2009. And don't ask yeah. me why I kept all that stuff, St. Petersburg and whatever. Is there any reason to keep this stuff? No. No. Okay. No, I well, mean, I, necessi- I'm trying to be. No, I'm trying. It's if you want to give it to your kids, you're, if it doesn't take up too much storage, give it to them because yeah. they might forget about it. But a lot of people collect the last editions of Telegram. I never get a phone call from someone. I have the second last edition of the Telegram. No one ever calls me about that. Okay. They okay. only, you know, and it's understandable. Don't feel bad. A lot of people do this. It's like when they collect something that says first edition or or collector's edition or something like that. <laughs> That's reason right there not to collect it. Right. Okay. What, Joan, what is the cover, or sorry, Mary, what is the uh, cover of the newspaper on 9 Because I, I can tell you, I've been to the 9-11 Memorial in okay. Manhattan. You mean on the Toronto, um, on the um, yeah, telegram? I, I, so walking through the 9-11, you know, Ground Zero, the big museum okay. there, at, the, at near the end, it shows all the actual newspapers from around the world. Oh, does it? And among, I believe, the most prominently featured one is a Toronto newspaper, because the caption was just like dynamite. It's either okay. the Sun or the Star. I can't remember which. Which one do you have? Okay. Several on 9 11. What are they? Saying? Yeah, whatever it says. It's like pretty iconic. Oh, I've got a pack. pack. I just went through them to see what, you know, what it said. Uh, I'm sure you can Google it. I'm just too lazy yeah, no, in this moment. But yeah, if you go to the actual 9-11 museum, the memorial site, yeah. they have newspapers from all the world, you know, all over the world with all the headlines. And it was a Toronto newspaper that's like, it's basically the the main one featured. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so okay. it might be, not if it's worth anything, but it's, pretty, it's a pretty remarkable headline. Yeah. It's either the Sun or the Star. I can't remember which. I might keep 9-11 because, you know, if we don't yeah. learn from history, we're going to repeat it. Okay, well, I did find one from my grandson's birth date, and he just turned 14 on February 8th. Yeah, okay. No, he turned 14 on February 8th, but I found I found his birth date that I had kept when he was born. Oh, that's kind of cool. Anyway, yeah. so I will give that to him. Although okay, my kids are going what is this disgusting, dirty rag? What do you call it? You used to read these? You know. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, thanks for your phone call. Joan in Grimsby is our next caller. Joan, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. What do you have? I have a jam jar. It was given to me uh, 64 years ago as a gift. I've not used it. I've kept it in my china cabinet. It's uh, from Royal Art Pottery, and there's a C on the underneath that. From Longton, made in England. Okay, jam jar. Royal Art. I'm trying to think what this one looks like. I saw so many this week. The china is not doing as well. I saw this once in an antique book a few years ago, so I know it's... Uh, what, so what is put it in a book? I don't think if it wasn't important. Does this just look like a clear mason yeah. jar, though? No, no, it's a jam jar, and it's um, the base of it is like a lattice look, like it's uh, might be wood lattice. That's the picture, and then around the um, the top portion of the bottom, there's uh, fruit. Okay, what? and uh, the lid on it has the fruit as well, and the. Um, Handle on the lid is the shape of an apple. Oh, yeah. interesting. Because some people collected, about 25 years ago, this was sold for probably $35, $40. In today's market, if you can get 5 and $10, that's all it's going to go for. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people with, a lot of people shrinking down and mm-hmm. a lot of people um, uh, moving into condos and they're getting rid of the stuff that they treasured for a long time. And a lot of this is coming onto the market. But what we do in, at um, Consignment Heroes is that we buy from Toronto and we sell to the world. Mm-hmm. And we have a chance of getting more money from the world than you will get in an antique shop here. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if this helps you at all, but there's a lot of China falls into the same category, like uh, and even your Royal Daltons and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's just not enough people. There's more people that's shrinking down or condensing in Toronto and uh, then they are expanding their collections. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. But I mean, if there's other items, you can give us a call or send a picture on to our website, which is uh, sales at torontogoldsilver.com, and we can help you maybe. Okay? Okay. Thank you. No problem. You're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zoomer Radio. If you have an interesting item that you'd like a, a free assessment on or maybe some guidance on how to... Uh, get some art appraised or an autograph authenticated, which mm. is a huge, huge issue. A lot of people go, I think I have Michael Jackson's autograph from his Thriller tour, and it turns out they might have something that's totally fake. Getting all that authenticated, that's all a professional business now, multi-million dollar business. If you have an item, maybe it's an old mason jar like the one we just heard, or maybe what? it's a collection of comic books, you can call in right now, 416-360-0740. That's 416 416- Three six zero zero seven forty. If you're out of town, it's toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. That's one eight six six. Sorry, sorry, just got a note here. Seven forty four seven forty. And also the store. I should mention your store is located on Young Street yeah. in Richmond Hill, just north of Major McKenzie. The actual address is ten thousand three forty one Young Street. The store's phone number, by the way, is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, I forgot. Normally, at uh, we always run out of time. I want to thank people for letting, me, letting us into their homes, okay? Mm. Because sometimes at the end of the show, we're thanking everyone who puts the show on, and we forget about the people who are listening out there. Right. But also, the Southworks, this is the last day... For the South, we've been talking about the Southworks sale from 20 to 50% off. This is the last day for Southworks. Okay, they're moving from their present location, 64 Grand Avenue, to uh, 73 Water Street North. It's only about 200 feet away, but they are moving to a new facility. But right now, and about half the dealers have moved out, but there's still so many bargains. You know, it's worthwhile. This is the last day that people are saying, I got to sell this stuff. And you'll be able to make some deals. Plus, I remember talking with my friend Ron at Clapperson Corners. Yeah. He's now moving to a bigger facility. Okay. So if the Southwark sale ends today, his sale starts today. Nice. And it's 20 to 50% off. And he's got that shop that I talk about that you see in the, the movies. Where it's stuff- beautiful. It's a beautiful building. Yeah. Well, I know. Beautiful. It's For what you want <laughs> from an antique guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the tr- the old antique truck outside. Yeah. And all. yeah. Yeah. He's got antiques on top of antiques on top of antiques. And don't tell him I tell you. Told- Actually, I'm telling you to tell you. I told you this. Say Paul <laughs> sent you and he might give you a deal. Okay. Right. But- you have to be aggressive with Ron. You just say, Ron, you're moving. Give me a deal. For sure, yeah. And Ron right now is actually motivated to sell. Because not that he's lazy, but he doesn't want to do that much work. Right, yeah. Okay, but he really has a – now, his place is on Highway 5, just west of ha- Highway 6. Okay, Clappison's Corners, which is just outside Hamilton. Yeah. It's worth the trip there. If you're after antiques, especially he's got, he's got furniture up his yin-yang. He's got tons of furniture. He's got 
pottery. He's got all sorts of just neat stuff. Well, uh, when I was at uh, the Christie's outdoor auction, I can tell you what the hot items were. It was wall hangers, right? So yeah. wall hangers. So, but the idea when I say like wall art is what I'm talking about. But the old windows, like multi-pane yeah. windows and old shutters. The older looking, the better it seems. Yeah. Some of them were selling for hundreds, if not more. But people like to hang an old door or window on their wall now. Well, that's, that's what I would t- say to people. There's one market I never thought would have existed. Why yeah. we're trying to recapture our past at vastly An inflated old prices. window and frame? That's craziness. But you it looks good old. on the wall. You said old, right? That means yeah, did, our yeah. past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're trying to recapture our past at vastly inflated prices. Yeah, I told my dad this. He's like, they're doing what? I was like, how many old windows do you have, like from Century Old Homes? He's like, I don't know. Dozens? Yeah. I said, you might be sitting on a fortune. They're in his basement. He goes, somebody would want that on their wall? I go, you kept it, you know? They're hard to ship. Yeah, no, that's one. Don't, you know, I want the people who are listening out there, don't be afraid to call us, call in. Because if you think that you, if you collected it all this time, it might have some, some merit or it might have a story. And sometimes we actually don't care what the item is. I like to hear what the story is. Fair enough. Okay. Back to work. Uh, Ross in Scarborough will be our next caller. Ross, how are you? Good, thank you. What do you got? Well, just got a, it's about a two foot by three foot uh cardboard poster, I guess, that looks like they'd be hanging on walls in stores, whatever, that shows the, well, it says Willard's chart of insignias, Navy, Army, Air Force, and Civil, and uh, Anne Hathaway chocolates. Shows all the military uh, metal bars, not the medals themselves, but the bars that go with it, and all the military ranks. Oh, that'd be nice. Now, is that from, what happened to my thing here? What year? I'm not, it doesn't have a, I looked at it, it doesn't have a, a year posted on it, but it, it would probably have been uh, during World War II. Yeah. So it's a chocolate advertisement is what you're saying. Well, it's more than an advertising. It's, it's quite large, two foot by three foot. It's probably But they are selling price. chocolates, right? It's advertising. Well, of course, yeah. Yeah, so that's like the most valuable thing yeah. you can have right now. Yeah, the chocolates. <laughs> no, no, the advertising, the chocolates are good too, yeah. We'll be able to know if it gives a price on the chocolates, that'll indicate how old the, uh, it is. It should be 10 no, cents. There, there's, be no, there's no advertising on it whatsoever except okay. the compliments of Willard's Chocolates Limited, Toronto, Canada. Well, Willard's oh, has been around since the 30s. In fact, their Willard's hockey card set is worth about $10,000. So it's a Toronto company. Oh, yeah. And they did, um, they did uh, hockey players. They'd insert the little, pla- little pieces of uh, cardboard in the chocolate bars, okay, to keep them, I don't know, fresh, I guess. No, no, to keep it stiff. Now, the Willards thing, as a Willards, people collect Willards because of the hockey connection and because of the Canadian uh, Toronto connection. Probably going to be worth $200 as a Willards and Toronto item, but it might be worth considerably more as a military item. Right. Okay, military collectors. It might be up to three, four, five hundred dollars. Is it framed? It's got a little wooden frame around no, it, just hard just, cardboard. Uh, just the cardboard itself. How did you get it? Oh, I can't remember now. I guess it's been in the family for a while and it just I ended up storing it, I guess. Huh. <laughs> oh yeah. Now this is a nice item. Like yeah. anything that goes uh, store displays or uh, for anything to do with sports, movies, popular culture, always, always collectible. Yeah. Some would like this, and I'm going to say probably easy between three to $500. Really? That much? Wow. Well, I haven't seen it yet. No, no. But I'm just saying blind. It's, it sounds like a nice time. Willard's chocolate, it might be, if, say it's from the 20s and 30s, it might be between the wars. We'll know by the insignias on it and some of the medals. 
and we have to have a military guy look at it because I have a military expert. Yeah. Like I have an art expert. I don't know everything, but I know oh, someone yeah. that does know everything. Well, it has the uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine rows of the bars for metals, like the military okay. medals, starting with Victoria Cross. Not the medal itself, but just the bar that what goes with it. That'll tell. That should help us with the years. You know, you can send me off a picture to my the website and uh, at sales at Toronto Gold Silver. Right. Um, and dot com. You, yeah. Dot com. Yes, I forget. Sales and, at TorontoGoldSilver.com. You can send any image and email message yeah. there. Yeah. This is my first show, eh? On the bottom, it shows an alphabetical list of ribbons shown on chart. Okay. And it shows the, the most recent one, was I think, was 1937. Like, for example, General Service Medal, 1923. It's probably before the war, then. Okay. Uh, it could have been, yeah. yeah. Like I say, military stuff, always worth a lot of money. Like the old uniforms, the medals, everything like that. Thanks for the call. Thank you, thank you. Our next caller is Rick in Weston. Rick in Weston, how are you? How are you today? Not bad. What do you have? I've got an old cribbage board that's handmade. Uh, my grandfather left to us, and everybody's from Newfoundland, and this is supposed to be a piece of flotsam from the Titanic. What? What? Yeah. Walk um, me through this again. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> apparently when the boat went down... Um, Stuff floatsome was uh, floating ashore for two or three years after into Cape Race. So a lot yep. of uh, East Coasters made a folklore out of the wood that came off the boat. So debris. It's ultimately you think it's debris from the Titanic. Exactly. But then every stick that washed up, whether it be a local runabout fishing boat that just broke up in the harbor, they say, this is from the Titanic. Is there any reason to believe that it's actually from the Titanic? Well. For one, uh, my grandfather, there were boats that went out there and picked up everything that was floating in the water. I don't know if that's how he came across it, but uh, one of his mates gave it to him that apparently worked on one of those boats, and uh, it would spin in our families for like 100 years. Somebody would know, though, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know how to check. I, I actually uh, wrote a letter to the museum in Halifax and sent them pictures, mm -hmm. and they said... Uh, it's quite possible, but we're not sure. But if you want to donate it, we'll take it. And I'm thinking, well, if you're what not sure, why would you want it? Why would you donate to someone who has more money than you do? I wouldn't. <laughs> okay, good. Now, unlike my skeptical co-host here, I actually would like to see this. Oh, yeah? And, it, no, this is a nice item. And even the story <laughs> that goes behind it, oh, you're right. Well, <laughs> then, fine. I have a shard of glass from a spaceship that crashed here. But you I'm just what? saying, it's you got to prove it, man. That's everything. I know that. I okay. know that. I know that. But sometimes, like we say, the story, this is a great story, even if it goes one way or the other. Right. And just being a possibility beyond the Titanic, yep. if it's a nice cribbage board. Yep. Probably, Titanic, if you proved it to Titanic, it's $10,000. If it's a piece of wood, it's $100. Oh, yeah. And $100 worth a great story. How's that? Right. But you but hold on a second. You can probably Google around and find the piece, the type of wood that was used for whatever yeah. application oh, you think this is from, and you can tell from the grain whether it's walnut yeah. or hickory. Right. It's teak. I already got the wood checked out, so it's okay. teak. So the boat was, it looks like something off the deck, to tell you the truth. Right, but okay. a lot of boats that would have demolished or crashed or sunk in that harbor, let alone the ocean, would be teak as well. Right, yeah. but around that time, wasn't it uh, Titanic? It was only sank 200 kilometers off the coast of Newfoundland, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Right. Right, but I'm sure there's probably a, another hundred boats that sank in that area in the same 10-year span. I'm not saying it isn't. No, I'm just no, saying no, that no, it's, it's super tough to prove something like yeah, that. Yeah, it is. Right. 
I would um, still like to see this. Do you want to know what's funny is that I remember they were showing um, a show on the museum in Halifax, and they were showing some of the folklore that the Newfoundlanders had made, picture mm-hmm. frames, crib boards. And this crib board is identical identical to what they showed on the uh, special about the Titanic. It's identical. Huh. Oh, that, adds a, that adds a level of provenance to it that you can say, it's like when I get an old hockey jersey, I photo match it to the player wearing it. Right. If you've got this and they attribute it to the Titanic and you can have the picture from that show, right. that adds a level of provenance to it that you can say, here it is on the show. You, then you put your price on it and the person says, yes, I want to pay it or not want to pay it. Right. Okay. And that's how we help people as well. We do some of the research, but it looks like you've done all the research. But just so we're totally cynical, uh, you know fraud what? artists do the same thing. They well, look at know. a photo and then they build something to make it look like something. Right. Well, I can tell you that my grandfather, my mother told me. There's no me bottom to my skepticism. <laughs> just, I know you're rolling your eyes at me, Paul, but that's how I feel. No, there's no fraud artists in I'm not saying Newfoundland. Fra- no. Oh, there we go. Fine, fine. <laughs> But you know what? My my mother told me that uh, my grandfather, they come from a small town called St. Lawrence on the Buren Peninsula, and he never left the house without having the cribbage board in his pocket. Oh, that's interesting. When he passed in 1960, my grandmother asked my mother if there's anything she wanted, and she said, give me my father's cribbage board. So the idea of you selling this is not good, is it? I'm sorry? The idea of you selling this is not good, is it? I think it is. I think if I can prove, if it's like, I don't know how to prove how to get any provenance. Is there any kind of check they can do on the wood? How long was oh, it yeah. Water? Oh, yeah. An underwater archaeologist is what you need. Yeah. You need somebody who studies this stuff. Right. And they're not hard to find. There's a lot of yeah. universities that train in underwater archaeology. They'll be able to tell you pretty quickly what's going on there. They, right, this, right? they study this professionally. Yeah. Right. And all the freshwater lakes, like monitoring the, the grade of the wood, the type of wood, the cut of the wood, the thickness of the wood. Most of that stuff's documented through different areas. So you need an underwater archaeologist would be your fastest route. Right. But on top of that, I'm sure there's a Titanic specialist. It's probably mm-hmm. a guy on YouTube right now, and he's all he does is Titanic stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You yeah. send him an email and send him a video of what you got, mm-hmm. and he'll tell you what what he what he thinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this you got engaged, baby. But yeah, this yeah. is a great story. Yeah, it is a great story. I want to hear the follow up for sure. Call us back when you find out, or call me for sure if you decide to sell it. How's that? Uh, no, he wants to prove it first. That's right. definitely the family heritage element is going to be his first objective here. Well, um, did you want to take a look at it? Sure. Yeah. Okay. And where are you located again? 10,341 Young Street. Sometimes you got to call to make sure I'm there because I'm in and out doing house calls all the time and helping people. Yeah. So just call, make sure I'm there, and I'm looking forward to it right now. How's that? Really, eh? Ben's not looking for. He's skeptical. No, I want to, What do you mean? I'm just. I'm just. You got to be the devil's advocate, right? Otherwise, I sell you this mug and I tell you that Tom Cruise drank from it last week, right? Okay. My mom said she. You know, she said she said this cup. She carried it for years. Said Tom Cruise drank from it. It can be you. yours for three hundred bucks. I'm looking forward to seeing you, sir. Thank you very much for the call. You've made part of my day. Thank you. So I'm the heartless cynic? I'm just yes. saying it's a hard thing to prove, but there are ways, right? Yeah. I'm not listening to your podcast. All right, fine. Here, next. Leo in Innisfil is our next caller. Leo, hi. How are you doing? I'm, I'm here. You're good. 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 Uh, good. I've got a, was given to me in 1967. It's a, what they call a coffee book. It's big. It's about uh, a, a, a meter long yep. by two feet wide. It's got a dozen pages in it, all about Canada from 1867 to 1967. Between 15 and $20. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, sorry, everyone got them. Yeah, um, and mine's got, still in this original box. Yep, yep. Everyone saved it like it was a piece of gold. Yes. And, and I got it given to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You have to enjoy this. There was other things from. If you have coins from 1967, they're silver. If yeah. you have the gold I, coins, I, they're I gold. Ah, you okay? On this piece here, uh, every household in 1967, they did a great job publicizing it. Everyone was patriotic and gave a lot of money to the government and anyone that the government deemed to be a souvenir so, um, uh, supplier. So, but these were very well marketed, and there's two, and a lot of them are around. So, about fifteen to twenty dollars, but give it to your kids or grandkids. Our next caller is going to be Howard in Waterloo. Howard, how are you? Oh, uh, good afternoon. Thank you for taking the call. Uh, my father, while he was in the Army in Korea serving in that campaign, he was entertained by uh, Louis Satchmo Armstrong. Oh, okay. And uh, we he has his autograph. He gave it to me, and uh, I do have it. I believe it's authentic because uh, I've read that uh, Louis would typically sign it in green pen, and it is indeed in green pen. Really? Louis Armstrong signed in green pen. I'd never yeah. heard that. Yeah. Yep. Well, yep. That's, uh, most oh, that's, so you know that. Okay, I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. so I don't know. Uh, is it worth uh, anything? Well, that can't be true. I'm seeing it in black and blue What's here, it? although I'm colorblind. Maybe you should confirm that. Yeah, but uh, there, I'd have to actually... Oops. So what is it signed on? I mean, that's going to be a yeah. big difference with this. Yeah, that's another thing. It is in his uh, Army service book. You know, each... each uh, um, soldier had a service book so he uh he had it signed in in the book on a page in there oh i see okay probably i think louis armstrong is probably about a hundred dollars 150 dollars well, right but you can yeah. see the mounted and they'll sell for two yeah. grand if it's like him at work at some famous venue a carnegie yeah. hall or whatever so yeah. it's like kind of like does it display well because if you're a music fan and you're a fan of his you might want it as a big five by four wall feature and, right. you know, maybe the autograph in a yearbook or whatever, or that type of thing doesn't show as well. But this would be tons of value there. Yeah, I think he was yeah. a nice guy. Some guys signed all the time, eh? Oh, wait a minute. Okay, on a photo, they have him here about $300. Yeah, I think it's going to depend on the art and the background. Yeah. Like, how well does it display, right? Right, right, yeah. okay. And okay. that would be end up, probably what you have there would end up being a cut. They'll cut it out, and they'll put a picture with it and make a nice display. Oh, I see what you're saying. So they won't they won't put the whole book on display, just that one little page or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so on that note, oddly enough, my father, uh, he, well, he, thank God he's still alive. He's a huge music fan. He plays music himself, too. But anyway, okay. year, years later, he meets uh, Dizzy Gillespie, the other trumpet player. Okay. So lo and behold, he gets, he, I guess he figures this will be unique. I don't know if it worked that well in this case, but he uh, he got Dizzy's autograph underneath Louis. So there's two autographs on the same page in his service book. Now, as long as you well, don't... That's kind of cool. Yeah, it is kind of cool, but they'll probably separate them, and they'll probably use just, just two cuts. Because they weren't together at the same they time? They weren't together at the same time. Right. Right. So, okay. Still nice. Still nice. So maybe a couple yeah. hundred bucks as individual yeah. items, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much, sir. Thank All right, Don in Agent Court area is calling. Don, how are you? I have a wooden airplane uh, propeller with a decal on it reading uh, Canadian Airplanes Limited, War Munitions, Toronto, Canada. War Munitions, oh. It's, it's been in the family, well, as as long as I've, <laughs> I've been in the family for 87 years. I, I inherited it from my dad when he moved. What plane was it off, do you know? 
Couldn't tell you. It's a, just a wooden airplane propeller. Is it in um, good shape? Not that oh, it matters. I mean, well, they go for hundreds it, and it, hundreds. Yeah. It's in good shape, but I had to cut an inch or so off the bottom. It's got to be eight feet long oh. because it fits it fits in the corner of my hall, but I had to cut a, an inch or two off the bottom so it would fit in that's the a, corner. That's a shame. That yep. that inch cost you probably half its value. Yep. Um, I could imagine. No, nah, just... If you, it As a, a wall hanger, hundreds and hundreds of yeah, dollars. A couple I mean, dollars, plane yeah. props are so cool, especially yeah. for guys into aviation or whatever. Yeah. Well, I, I know a guy who just had to re, refurbish a prop. I think it was wooden. It was like $12,000 just to have it refurbished. So to have these old things as like trophies on the wall or even in some guy's hangar, like they, they want that stuff. It's cool. Yeah. yeah no, I, I think when I move, which isn't going to be too far in the distant future, I'm going to donate it to the uh, uh, airplane uh, museum out, out the West End there. It oh. makes okay. Here's the thing about donating. I'm going to say this: make yep. sure if you are donating that they actually don't just take it from you and then sell it, because then, unless you're going to get a tax receipt for it, make yeah. sure they are going to display it. Because a lot of places, like if you donate to the Hockey Hall of Fame, it just goes into the vaults. Yeah, and a lot of people would rather would you rather have the money in some cases? Yeah. Now in this case, not. But suppose this was a thousand dollar item. Were you going to donate it? Or would you rather the thousand to spend on something else? You know what I mean? I think he just wants it to be appreciated. Yeah. So wherever it's best appreciated. Yep. You might, but make sure that they are going to put it up on the wall or do something with it. A lot of well, people here's, just... an, here's another thing. It's less prevalent in Canada, but, ha- well, I mean, it still happens. But museums go bankrupt and have fire sales all the time. A great yes. example is, was it, Timmins, the Shania Twain Museum just went out of business. Oh, really? Guess what? Or I, a while ago. It's always been struggling. But guess what happens to those items that are sold in bankruptcy? Some shark ends up picking all that stuff up for pennies on the dollar, and then it's sold back to the private sector. So when you yeah. do give to a museum, you want it to be one that's going to be around and honor your stuff. But like Buick Museum, Oldsmobile Museums, they're peppered all over the United States. They all go out of business all the time because guess what? Nobody wants to pay $15 to see a defunct automaker's cars. But when they have fire sales and they go under, yeah. they, they listen, it's like, it's like people pick up uh, old cars for pennies. Pennies. Yeah. It's a bankrupt situation, right? So, it, like, Hockey Hall of Fame, probably a safe bet, but you're saying, will your item make the cut? But yeah. there are countless museums that nobody goes to. They're somewhat subsidized somehow, but they're on their way to going out of business and all that stuff being sold pennies on the dollar. Like if you, like we it's had depressing. A, we had that um, goalie pads last week. Yeah. If someone has a sweater worn by a Toronto Maple Leaf in the 1960s, we're going to give you five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. What? Did you say $1,000? Thousands of dollars, and they oh want to donate it. So sometimes they say, this is why even they should call us in before they donate it, because yeah. I'll say, do you realize they think they're giving away a sweater? And I say, do you realize you're giving away $20,000? And they say, it's worth that? No, I don't care about dollars. Say, your grandchild's future. Yes. That's what you sell. Yeah. That's what it, part of it is. And I'm saying, if you realize this, then they're not so fast to give it away. You know what I mean? Like, so we have, we'll, we're willing to pay, not only that, we're willing to pay you the 20000 Right then, right now. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like the the never, never plan on this type of thing. But there's equipment like that. There's paintings like that. And it's much better. If you want to donate to a worthy cause, take the money and give that money to the Red Cross or another donation or a worthy charitable organization. Uh-huh. I'm not trying to dictate what people do, but it's like. I get it. Yeah, yeah. But take the money and donate because all they're going to do in a lot of cases is sell it. And they right. might sell for even less money because they don't know what it's worth. 
I see okay. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They That's might nice sell stuff, that yeah. square for 5000 and you were going to give them 20000 The charity only ends up with 5000 and some other person like me gets to buy it from them at 5000 You know what I mean? I understand. I so get it. Yeah. It's all how the money moves around. And this is why we try and help people. We try and say, here, would you, do, you want the, like, do you want it to go the right money to go to the right cause? Okay, rather than this propeller is one thing. It's, it's, it's not a lot of money. Yeah. But suppose that's off of, uh, I don't know, some famous airplane. It might be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, we're just saying off the top of it, we don't know anything about this thing other than no. the era and that it's a cool item. Yeah. But the idea that he cut it down is not going to help. I tell. But people, my warning is that if you wanted to go to a museum and you call that museum, you say, hey, what are, you, what, are you guys going into business next few years? How many visitors did you have last year? If they say 13, yes. then maybe that's not the best home for it. No. Yeah. No. But there's more than just it goes to a museum. The caliber of museum matters. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. This is Zuma Radio. You're listening to Consignment Heroes. More of your calls when we return. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Passing through Cambridge? Stop by Southworks Antiques on Grand Avenue. Help yourself to free parking and a sale. The first in 25 years. The reason? Southworks Antiques and all of its 100 vendors under one antique roof are moving to the other side of the Grand River. Paul and Bogart have been one of those vendors for two decades. Come check out all the antiques, collectibles, and 30,000 square feet of neat stuff for sale. And save 10 to 50% until June 25th. Visit southworksantiques.com and let's make a deal. I know stuff. I know stuff. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. Yeah, the mics are on. Uh, Elaine in Mississauga is our next caller. Elaine, how are you? Elaine, how are you? Fine, thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I have a poster, but it's not paper. It's it's board. I think it's some kind of board about three feet tall by maybe two and a half feet wide, and it's a movie poster of The Wizard of Oz. Yes, that's okay. what we were talking about in the break, The Wizard of Oz. Original? Like, how I do you... I don't know. I bought it in a thrift store for $3. Mm. Well, it's going to be worth more than $3, no matter what happens here. Now, you can tell on movie posters, on the bottom, there'll be a number. It was made in... Wizard of Oz, 1939? Y- yes. And there'll be a number, it'll say 30... It'll be 39, and then another number after, like 157, which is the 157th movie of the year 1939. Okay. Is that if how they did them? Yeah. Wow. And then if there's an R after it, sometimes it'll be two years later, they'll have an R, which is a reissue. Now, some of the reissues are worth money as well, so we have to see it. But if Or if yours is a cardboard one, it might have been something done for the movie theater. Like the other posters were all, they used to send them out from a place in Cleveland. They'd get mm-hmm. the movie come out, and with the movie come all the posters, mm-hmm. and you pinned them up, and then you were supposed to send them back. With the movie. The movie posters traveled with the movies. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Some people didn't send them back. Now, yours might have been a store display. It would have been hard to ship. That's why they were all, you, when you see movie posters, they always have the fold marks on them. Okay? The old ones. They so, have what marks? Fold marks. From but being yours, folded. But yours is cardboard. This is, yeah, this is pretty thick. Now, it might be a reissue. I'd have to see it. Uh-huh. And 
it is still 10 or $15, a nice piece to put up on the wall. But if it's original, we're talking 10 Gs, 10,000. Elaine, look at that thing. Look for the, what, okay. 39-157. Is there an R or not? I, I don't have it in front of me. It's oh. in the basement. I just, I just um, this is the first time I'm hearing your show, so I just, I don't have it in front of me. But you are going to listen next week yeah. when you tell me more about this. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. I want to thank everyone for listening. That's that was awesome hearing about how they used to distribute movies with the posters. I'd never heard oh, yeah. any of that. And they said so out of back. Cleveland was main distribution. So yeah, wow. You could go down and then we used to be able to go down there and just buy stacks and you could buy them for like a dollar. They used to sell them by the pound. Okay, so cool. You know, so but I have my I have Bogart Humphrey Bogart posters for my kid. Okay, mm, yeah, a bogey, yeah. But we should. I have to, again. I didn't. We're running out of show before we run out of information. Again, go for it. No, the last time I didn't handle that well, and I'm using it up time right now. Oh, you right don't now. like the pressure. Okay, I don't yeah, like go ahead. like the pressure. Yeah, yeah. I want people, if they want if they have, they want to buy or sell gold or antiques or they want an appraisal, please give me a call. I don't bite, and sometimes I'm right. Okay. That's me being a... And the store is located at 10,341 Young Street. The store's number is 905-737-GOLD. Special thanks to Sebastian Hearn. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.